Oh, oh, oh. What? Finds the bottle. Barkley puts it up. Does it count? It does. Take it Hey guys, it's Espo here to tell you about our friends at DraftKings. It's everybody's favorite tournament of the year. The golfers are in Augusta, Georgia to compete for the coveted jacket. And DraftKings, the leader in one-day fantasy sports, is putting you in the action with giving you a shot to land a million dollars. Oh, you read that right. A million dollars this week. DraftKings is giving you a chance at it for free. It's the top prize when you download and sign up using the promo code TB. PN. If you haven't used DraftKings, now is the time. I'm telling you, fun app. You can use it. And now when you got a shot at a million dollars, why the hell wouldn't you? It's easy to play. Pick six golfers, stay under the salary cap, and submit your lineup before the tournament tees off Thursday morning. Then sit back and follow the action. Rack up points uh, for pars, birdies, and finishing position and more. The more in the red that your guys are on, on the leaderboard, the closer you are to scoring some green. E even though you may not be able to hit the course with the pros, DraftKings is giving you a chance to scratch your competitive itch and reign supreme. Hey, easy enough for me to say. Interesting phrase there. Download the DraftKings app now and use promo code TBPN, that's TBPN during sign up this week. DraftKings is putting you in the action with a free shot at one million dollars. Uh, that's code TBPN, TBPN, and you can get a free shot at one million dollars top prize only at DraftKings. Minimum five dollar deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Tonight's matchup on the solar panel. Espo versus the Silver Fox versus Carmel Thunder. Hello and welcome everybody to another edition of the Solar Panel. Whether you're listening to us wherever you get podcasts or watching us live on YouTube, Facebook, or Twitter, we are very happy to have you, the Flaming Ballers, with us. I'm your host, Greg Esposito. Ohoy hoy. Joining me as always, the Silver Fox, Dave King. Dave, how are you? Uh, pretty good. Pretty good. How's everyone else doing today? Good. You and I look like we're ready to uh, storm a building or something dressed in uh, what appears all black, black today. Yeah. Well, I don't know why we're, we're dressed just like Saturday this. morning, you know, dressed up. That's right. Uh, yeah. It's so all the one we, dressed properly with the sun's gear. And as always, joining me, the man, the myth, the legend, the Carmel Thunder from down under. Saul Bookman. Saul, how are you? I'm way far worse now that you read a 45 minute intro. Uh, for DraftKings. <laughs> Do not rip on the new sponsor, DraftKings, all right? No, hey, DraftKings, we appreciate everything that you're going to give us. I don't even know what the hell that is, but that's cool. Big, <laughs> just, I, big just like, I was sitting here, I was like, oh, wow, well, this is long. Yeah. Well, <laughs> that's what happens when uh, when you get Art, start making, making little I threw money, my back so. out yesterday, so I'm a tad bit cranky today. Hey, sitting had, in this chair right now. You've you're had a busy cranky, week, though. so <laughs> yeah. you've had a busy week. So we we will forgive you for that, Mister Bookman. Before we get into the Suns, and there's a good chance that neither of you had a chance to see this uh, before we did the show, but uh, started the show. But I'm going to bring it up anyways. The new Space Jam trailer, uh, Space Jam: A New Legacy, dropped this morning. And uh, on this program, I have stated my pure and utter hatred of the first movie. Uh, just uh, total trash. All right, that, that's uh, that's my stance. If you don't Space like Jam, it, the original Space Jam, yeah, the, it's garbage. It, the, the original Space but Jam, but it had Looney Tunes. Doesn't matter. Uh, and and you can <laughs> at me if you if you don't like that take because quite frankly, I don't give a crap. Waskily Espo. But you know, I'm going to tell you this. It's restrictions apply. Yes. Uh, I'm just going to tell you this, right? I think LeBron James is going to become the greatest of all time, the GOAT, single-handedly by making a Space Jam that looks interesting. The new trailer actually looks interesting, and the man looks like he can act. So, Michael Jordan, you can suck it. I think LeBron James is now the greatest of all time. But and now that I've gone on that, that ring. Yeah, let's just go ahead and start this show all over because that is unacceptable banter from Espo this morning. I will not have any <laughs> Michael Jordan slander on this show ever unless we're going to talk about the 93 finals. Okay, we can bring him back. <laughs> Hi, Espo. 
that, this show is always allowed to have Michael Jordan slander because it's a Phoenix Sun show, so that's allowable. And I didn't no, say basketball. You're not going to do it at the expense of Laker love. Hey, wait, wait, I'm sorry, LeBron. LeBron isn't a Laker. LeBron is a mercenary. Let's yeah, well, be he's honest. A Laker right now, and we might have to face him in the playoffs. And how bad are you going to feel if that goes the wrong way? Look, and it's all on you, Espo. It's Le- all on you. LeBron, right now, I'm recording this. It's all on you. LeBron is a better actor than Michael Jordan, and I can say that from uh, from seeing that trailer. That that is that is where I am. Uh, I'm going, and I'm going to stick with it. And you can uh, you can suck it, Saul. That's all I'm going to say this morning. <laughs> all right, you can stick it where the sun Whoa. don't shine. Yeah, right. look, look right. even I'm salty after reading a. Uh, <laughs> After Look, reading a, a after just reading, long, oh, after man. just reading, yeah, after reading, <laughs> after just reading. I don't read. I well. That's my word is these days. But by the way, thank you to our uh, our new friends over at the Basketball Podcast Network for setting up the uh, the ads with DraftKings. We appreciate you guys. Let's get into some Suns talk as there was a lot going on this week. Uh, as always, it seems like we were so used to March and April just being, hey, when's the season going to add an end? And uh, what does Tankathon say our draft lottery odds are at? And uh, it ain't that anymore. There's some interesting and exciting things going on out there. And the first one this week, one Stephen A. Smith had a, a take that uh, I think we'll all find interesting. Let's take a listen to that that only a handful of teams in the NBA have. A bona fide, certified superstar in the NBA. The kid is the real deal. An offensive force, a player who can take over a game by his damn self. 45 points last night, averaging over 25 a game on the season. And like DeAndre Ayton, still got his best basketball ahead of him, not behind him. This whole Suns team, still has their best basketball ahead of them. And anyone still ignoring them? You're missing a damn good show. These brothers can ball. They're fun to watch. They defend. They're exceptionally well coached. They have leadership. And they have a star. Look out for Phoenix, y'all. Look out for Phoenix, y'all. I'm just going to tell you that Devin Booker. (laughs) First off, was it weird that the mute, like when the music stopped, I thought his take was over the first time I saw this. And then he goes another minute before he finishes up. Like, like he scripted it one way. Almost like reading a DraftKings ad. (laughs) Hey, uh, so, D- Dave, what were your what were your takes on uh, on one Stephen A. Smith there? My first take is that you did an excellent job for a first time ever reading a DraftKings ad, and for when I have to take my turn, it's going to be a lot worse. So that's my first take. My second take is that Stephen A. This is the same dude who, and I'm sure you guys are going to bring this up in a second, is the same dude who wanted Devin Booker traded for Kyle Kuzma a few months ago. Um, He's just, he just grasped at headlines and takes his hot takes for the day. It is nice to know that someone's finally doing a hot take on the Suns being, you know, uh, being better than, than uh, everybody expects. I know the Suns still don't get a lot of credit, credit. I think it was Zach Lowe the other day who wrote that, um, on his 10 things I like and don't like is is that the Suns are still not considered one of the top four contenders for the um, uh, uh, representing the West in the finals. They're like, oh, yeah, and Phoenix. I mean, you can say, oh, yeah, and Utah as well. And, oh, yeah, and maybe the Clippers as well, just like the Suns. But uh, So they're still not quite getting all the credit we want them to get, but at least they're starting to get starting a groundswell. You know, I'll say it like this, and I don't mean to be a homer, but we all know that I went to the U of A, right? And there was, you know, if the Arizona women's basketball team could teach everybody a thing or two about getting disrespected when there's a video that populates from the NCAA about Final Four teams and they are excluded from it, um, and Adia Barnes is given the double mids uh, in a in a huddle last night to fire her team up. Uh, the way they responded to all this negativity, that's the way you need to approach it. And I think the Phoenix Suns are doing exactly that. You know, they're giving the big middle fingers to the rest of the NBA. Like, 
Fuck your feelings. Like, I don't care about you. I don't care about what you think. I don't care about what your impression of us is. We're just going to keep going out there. We're just going to keep balling. Uh, We're just going to keep winning ball games. Like, pretty or not, they are winning. And uh, it it feels pretty damn good. It feels pretty damn good. So thank you for your big donation to swears for kids. It's when you, you curse go. and you give God, money. Please don't use that phrase because you stick a super jingle in my head when you do. Stop it. Swears for kids. Stop Giving it. Dave uh, mental issues for you. Oh, God. Uh, look, I mean, Stephen I'm going to have to disengage from the chat for a little while. <laughs> Stephen A., I, thank you so much, because if it weren't for you, I wouldn't have known of this young man, uh, Devin Booker, you speak of. I would have missed a 32-point a performance on Friday night because uh, you obviously discovered him when nobody else had on Wednesday. And uh, and we just we appreciate that. Like, I, I hate this. Oh, de- there's a star in Phoenix. Yeah, there's been a star in Phoenix for four years. Congratulations for waking up and showing up finally. It was like Stephen A. scanned the NBA box score the morning of that show yeah. and went, huh, the Suns had a good game, and this Devin Booker gentleman scored 45. Maybe I'll rant about that on my show today. Like, <laughs> really? Yes. In Devin one Booker's impression, you went from, like, the 1960s journalist um, Albert, and then to, I'm going to rant about that on, on, the, <laughs> on my show today. I just... <laughs> I just, I, I don't know, I don't, I don't know what, <laughs> why all of a sudden Stephen A was just like, now I'm going to realize there's, there's something going on here. I mean, probably the fact that they're 26 and six in their last, they're since starting the season at eight and eight, and it's tough to ignore the second best record in the NBA. And I get it after you've been irrelevant for, for a decade. Yeah, the national people sure. aren't going to pay a lot of attention to you. I mean, we talked about Bomani Jones getting in arguments with Suns fans about how Devin Booker isn't really an all-star and and all this stuff that that, that Bomani was grandstanding about. I think it's right now it's easy to have hot takes about the Phoenix Suns because uh, they're surprisingly on the national stage. I mean, well, the jump which you know that ripped on the Suns for for the last five years was praising them uh, this week had uh, DeAndre Ayton on those kind of things. So the national storyline is officially. Hey, that was the best interview that's done, by the way. That all comes with success though. Like, yeah, I understand we're going to, we're going to bash all these, you know, mainly ESPN for doing what they do. But I mean, if you were, you know, any other team like the magic, right. For the, for like a decade, almost just as long as us, as, as, as long as they lost to white Howard, Late, they were one of the worst teams in basketball, too, and they didn't get any love. And then they finally made the playoffs last year, and they got a little bit of love here and there, but that was about it, mainly Aaron Gordon and stuff. But, like, it, it's if you suck, you're not going to get recognition. You're not going to get praise. Even your star players, being the best team, uh, best player on the worst team in the NBA is not going to get you any love. It just isn't. Like, oh, I, we, got, I we, agree. we all have to accept that and it, then move on. It shouldn't either. But right now we're the we're the people who who found that that fun little hole in the wall restaurant years ago, and we love to go there on Friday nights. And then drivers and, and, and dives came yeah, through and yeah. screwed it all up for everybody. Exactly. Guy Fieri shows up, slaps his uh, graffiti painted except, mug on the wall, except, and all of a sudden everybody knows about the place. In that you analogy, know? except when we discovered it, the food was crap too. Well, and then true. it finally no, got true. good. And then Diners <laughs> Dives and Drivers. This is true. This is true. Yeah. Was no, awful we were, when we then they changed the it. chef. Yeah. And then all of a sudden things got better. No, look, exactly. the, the one meal no, on We're just on, going, we knew about this place. No. <laughs> no, they had one meal on the on the menu, the Devin Booker, that we all enjoyed. And and then the rest was crap. Now they've just surrounded the Devin Booker with other meals that we enjoy to partake in, right? That that's it. That's part of it. But yeah, I mean, that's, I think it was more Stephen A's surprise. It felt like he was surprised that there was a star in Phoenix. Like, like he was, was the saying, first he heard of it and he's the first yeah. one who ever discovered yeah. it. Yeah. He's, he's Columbus stepping on, uh, on, you know, the Americas and going, I discovered this land despite all these people yeah. already here. He's, he's the one who landed on the secluded beach on the highly populated <laughs> island. Yes. Because yeah. I have discovered this place. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome. We've been. Been here for a while. We know we've been <laughs> stranded by ourselves. It's nice to have the rest of you here now. Is the point that I was trying to get to. <laughs> so, so I expect we'll get 
a lot of this over the next few months where it's just people that are like, oh, Devin Booker. Yes, we've been pounding the table forever about this. Well, you were saying he was a looter and a riot, but now he's actually doing exactly what he was doing before. And you're you're recognizing it. So well, trying to cypress hill this conversation. Is that was that is that what that was? What was that? A looter and a riot. Don't I don't remember who said that. Somebody somebody called him that cypress hill. In, well, in, 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 I understand in the, the lyric reference. Oh, no, yeah, the him. original right, looter and right. No, no, yeah, he was yeah. referring to someone referring someone called Devin Booker that. Yeah, one of the national guys. Yeah, one of the national guys said when he was scoring all and those now points and they Suns and Suns fans and Suns Twitter and Suns YouTube and what all these other platforms are. We'll never forget. We will never forget somebody called him a looter and a riot. <laughs> yeah, well, and. Hey, Charles, uh, the nacho cheese is, is hot now. And uh, just so, so you remember, too. What I thought was really cool, I'll give you a little insight. After the game the other night when Booker did score 20, uh, scored 45 points, 20 in each of the halves, um, somebody asked him after the game, how does it feel scoring 45 points for the second best team in the league versus, you know, prior earlier in your career? <laughs> does it feel any different? And, you know, that was an obvious, you know, softball law. But, you know, Booker just kind of usually brushes those things off. But he just kind of sat there for a second. And he goes, yeah. Yeah, it does. <laughs> it feels a lot different doing it for a great team. And, was and that then the another. Is that the voice that you use to get your fiance? <laughs> Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It does. Is that what you're saying? I use I use the Booker voice. Well, she loves the Suns too, so um, I hope it's not the Booker voice that gets her. Um, so the the next question was: it, uh, someone caught him talking to um, Patrick Williams, 19 year old Patrick Williams, after the game, and 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 uh, giving him some love and all that. And he said, "Yeah, you know." I have always been a quiet guy. I've always been a guy who just wants to do my business, get it done, score, or try to help us win, do everything we can to win and all that. And uh, um, now I'm actually seeing that for uh, it's been uh, recent, but I'm starting to actually be somebody that people are asking advice from and giving advice unsolicited to people who want to, you know, who, who are new in the game and may or may not be stars one day, but uh, certainly they... Um, they are young, you know, young, athletic and, and, and talented people. And Patrick Williams is talented. That's for sure. If he can figure out his offense, um, that, and I think that's, that's a great transformation for Devin Booker too. He's always been the young guy that was given advice too. And now he's an, uh, a mid career guy who's actually giving advice to the younger generation. That's, that's incredible. Yeah. Well, and you could tell that the impact of guys like Kobe and Dwayne Wade and those who pulled him aside early in his career actually left uh, left a mark on him and why he's he's going to do that with guys like like Patrick Williams. He understands between the lines. It's uh, I'm going to take you to school in a different way, which he did with Patrick Williams, and then I'm going to teach you a little bit after we're off the court as well. Love that about Devin Booker, and it's probably why. He's getting some MVP attention finally. Uh, the NBA and NBA.com put out their MVP ladder this week, and uh, Devin Booker's finally climbed a few rungs. He is number 10 out of their top 10 in uh, in MVP candidacy. Uh, first time we've seen a son actually on that list, and uh, I think it's interesting. I mean, you look at it, Jokic is one, Damian Lillard's two there, uh, James Harden is three, uh, Giannis four there uh, and uh, Luca is five. I don't, I still don't get that. His team. I don't sucks, understand but... why Luca Doncic is in the conversation for any of this at all, at all, zero. His team is barely making the plan, dude. It doesn't. At this point. I, you, you, like Devin Booker's team almost made made the playoffs last year. Like it's pretty much the same thing because they would have finished in the ninth spot, and if they had the plan, they would have made it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's just I mean, like it's just trash. It's yeah, absolute trash. It's overhyped BS that everybody wants to put on Luca since day freaking one. I understand he was great his first year. He's been great his whole career. Like, let's be real. Like, he's been a very, very, very good player. But MVP, get the out of here, man. I don't want to hear that shit. Sorry. Yeah. 
Players for kids. Oh, God. I muted muted myself before I actually did it. I don't know why I did. I should have just went ahead and said the F word. Why not? Saul Bookman, funding children in need. I don't know what you're saying. You muted yourself for. No, I said said the F, but I didn't say it. And then I said the S-H-A. We can spell. There we go. Look, though, yeah, if, if. Lucas five, Devin Booker should be in the top four then in in this, I think. But that's just not the way this game is played. There was a narrative that was set cast in stone before the season. I mean, even in commercials for for, for uh, I think it was ESPN talking about how Luca was was chasing an MVP. So when when that narrative is pushed on you so much, I think that's why it happens. Devin Booker's sneaking in to the discussion now. Now, do I think he'll supplant? Uh, guys, I don't know. I like Dame Lillard's number two on the list. I think you could make an argument that Devin Booker and and Dame, depending on where they finish in the standings, that Devin should be closer there. But Giannis is is doing Giannis things. Uh, Nikola Jokic. Let's be honest. Denver would be totally and utterly lost without Nikola Jokic. Uh, they so I under I understand that. You know, LeBron is ahead of him. LeBron's LeBron. With the injury, I, s- I expect him to start to to slide back. But you know, I I I'm glad to see Devin Booker getting some attention in in the MVP conversation. You know, I think sad is he's still behind Kyrie Irving on that very list, and Kyrie Irving is the third best player on his team. Well, Kyrie Irving's also missed like two thirds of their games. That's the that's my bigger beef. Like right, he just Irving. takes a week off, just random. Yeah, yeah, just you know, at random, like he'll be gone for a week. He's completely unreliable. Um, wh- whether it's warranted or not, like it's unreliable. Like if he has to get away because he's just you know he's mentally consumed and he's having some issues, like cool, that's fine. But he's still missing games and missing games that he does Tons. have the physical ability to play. So it's like, all right, well. You can't take somebody like that and say, okay, well, he, when he does play, he's the MVP because it just doesn't work like that because there's other dudes that are putting in work day in and day out and coming through for their teams every single game, like Devin Booker. James Harden hasn't missed a game since he's been with the Nets. You know what I mean? Like James Harden is the MVP, in my opinion, like of yeah. the league right now because he's been better than anybody's best this year uh, so far. He's just been awesome. He could be the okay. first MVP ever to start a season with a different team. Yeah, but can you can you really name a guy MVP who forced his way off of a I know, team? I don't care about that. I don't care about that. I don't care about that because a- no MVP is the best player. Period. Like he's been the best player in the league this year. It's not even debatable. And if, like, and if the Nets get the first seed in the East, he's I don't the give MVP. two craps about somebody saying I don't want to play for this crappy organization. I want to go somewhere else. We've seen it here before, and maybe it's maybe you're scorned by that Espo, and you don't like that when people force their way out of you know cities where you know you've bought into them. But hey, that's just that's the breaks. If you don't want people to leave your organization, stop being a crappy organization, and they won't leave. And Look. the Suns have proven that now. They're a great organization now, or they they're building up to that. James Jones has helped that turn that around. Monty Williams has helped turn that around. Now it's a destination. Chris Paul wants to come. Other team, other players want to come. So I don't care that he wants to go to the Nets, and I think he's the MVP. Look, I, I get that, but to me, most valuable player includes your leadership and how do you lead. And what he pulled in Houston, at least this year, isn't isn't a leadership quality. That's why I would not he wouldn't get my MVP vote because was he a leader? Be, was he a leader? The, was he a leader for the eight years prior or the five years prior? You could debate that. I think that some of the stories you heard, you could debate. It's that. regular season MVP. It's not playoffs MVP. Yeah, look, look. I'm just this year. If if you if you pout and whine and threaten to not play and all and yada 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 to get your way out of Houston, you're not the most valuable player in the league. Sorry, I just I, I'm not. I wouldn't vote. Well, since Houston, but they has don't since give me lost a vote. Twenty in a row at a different, or maybe it was twenty three. I don't know. It's a lot of games in a row, and the Nets are. Now the best uh, team in the East. That says maybe it was Harden. To, to your point, Saul, if we're just counting basketball, just simply what's done on the court, and you ignore everything else. Yes, James Harden's season is the best of anybody right now. I'm not going to disagree. If you're going with you on that, that leadership today. thing, then that's the argument that Damian Lillard should be a top five MVP candidate I, every I single season. Mm-hmm. I agree, and I think it's I but think it's an argument why Devin like Booker that. should be higher. 
but people don't even look like, look at it like that. You know, yeah. they they look at they just look at. <clears throat> unfortunately, they don't, they don't look at the whole picture, right? Um, and so, but some guys do. Some guys look at it in the negative context only, and they don't look at the positive. You know what I mean? You got guys like Chris Paul. You got guys like Devin Booker. Uh, you know, Damian Lillard, like you just mentioned, dudes that do great things on and off the court. And those guys always get the shaft. They always yeah. do. They always nice. do because guys finish because, last. Because Harden and guys like that are the ones that bring all the attention to the NBA. They do. Yeah. Well, so Fabio in the chat, get the flaming ballers involved here, says the real question is who is the MVP of the mm-hmm. solar panel? We'll let you guys decide. I'm, I'm, I'm the Kyrie. Close, I'm the Kyrie. It's me, I know. This show know completely me. turned around once I got here. So it's, yeah. it's not even yeah. close. <laughs> Unfortunately, that direction was <laughs> downwards. So, so you're okay. arguing, so okay. you're arguing the Harden thing. So yeah. So you're you're basically James Harden of our team, Saul. And that's all right, I'm going to just ISO them out because I have the control. I'm the captain. I'm the real MVP. <laughs> just. I love it. That. Hi, guys. Saul, I love it. He does the I am your captain now. <laughs> I am the captain now. Look, Saul, Saul went hardened. He just went, you know what? Push everybody out of the way. I'm going to no, run this thing. <laughs> if, I was, if I went full hardened, I'd be joining the timeline podcast. <laughs> oh. 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 Trust oh, me, they wow. don't want you. They don't want any of us. Wow. <laughs> if I had a dump button, you'd be gone. Yeah, Let's I'd just be say done. that. You know what? I, I got you. I got you, baby. I- <laughs> yeah, thank you. Now, if only we could keep it like this for a little while. You, you, At least he's donating to the kids. That's what I'll say for it. Hey, uh, uh, you know. <laughs> swears for kids. Uh, hello in the chat says Espo's DMing people on Twitter he hates. I'm not kidding. <laughs> I'm not KDing it. Yeah, you're you're the KD of the team. Saul is the Harden of the team, and I'm Kyrie. Hey, That's can we, how it goes. The can I guess the, hey, I I would rather be the lemon lemon pepper Lou of the team than oh, the Harden pepper. of the team. If that, if that uh, Saul, Saul's pepper heading Lou, to the strip club to the lemon pepper capital. Because I love me some wings, baby. <laughs> is he ever going to leave the strip club oh, for the team? That's the question. So. It's all is is going to Magic City after this for the wings. All right, so let's uh let's hop into it, a rough transition, but we're gonna look at our smooth baller of of the week here because it ties right into our discussion. Our friends over at Manscaped got Bush. Not if you have Manscaped, that's right. You can trim the boys with these uh, <laughs> these clippers, not the Los Angeles kind, the Manscaped kind. They will take care of you. You can use the promo code. Flaming Ballers at Manscaped.com. Save 20% and get free shipping. That's right, Manscaped. They'll take care of your boys. No reverse Cam Johnson going on there. Again, promo code Flaming Ballers for 20% off. Can we put the graphic back up so I can actually mention why Devin Booker is our smooth baller of the week? So, Devin Booker, four games this week after the God Bush graphic goes away. 33.2 points per game, 3.8 rebounds, 3.8 assists, and shot 52%. That's why you're the smooth baller of the week, Devin. Brought to you by Manscaped. Again, use code FLAMINGBALLERS at manscaped.com for 20% off and free shipping. I've been asked to cut down on the ball jokes and make this read a lot shorter. So I'll just say this. If you want your boys to look like you've got two Adam Silvers upside down in your pants, so go uh, get Manscaped. Get trimmed. That's not, that's not the way to sell this there, buddy. <laughs> wow. Was, oh, and my gosh. Look, man, again, if you want your hair to be as short as this segment should have been, go ahead and use <laughs> Manscaped, please. Get your yeah, long one short go. there. Look, man, uh, yeah. if you're going to live in the 21st century, you got to be doing this kind of thing. And then this, these Manscaped products are excellent. They, yeah. they are. They sent us our own, and we appreciate it. If you want uh, want your uh, nether regions to, to the hair down there to be as short as Muggsy Bogues, get Manscaped. Use the code FLAMINGBALLERS, 20% off on shipping, too. Uh, also, I'm opening the prize closet, as always. Uh, you know what? It's not a euphemism. It's just me. You almost have to buy the product just to put in the promo code FLAMINGBALLERS and know that you're one of us. You just <laughs> yes, have you to. Do. You do. And I'm opening the prize closet, signed uh, merchandise, other things that I've accumulated over the years. Message us a, a photo of your seat. 
uh, or uh, or some other proof of purchase, you can email us also at mailbag at solarpanelpod.com. You will be entered to win. So Devin Booker, uh, not only discovered by Stephen A. Smith this week, not only included in the MVP ladder by NBA.com, but also associated with us making ball jokes. So thank you, Devin Booker. Congratulations. You are the smooth baller of the week. Hey, also you, you, shout you, out. Oh, go, ahead. go ahead. No, go ahead. No. Say, also, shirt. shout out to my friends at the PHX uh, fan app. They gave me this awesome Super Dario Baller shirt that I wanted to, to give a shout out to them for it. I love their app. It's it's fun to uh, argue back and forth with Suns fans in a non-public form so I can say dumber things than I say on Twitter. So uh, I was going to say, in, re- in regards to Devin Booker, um, I think the one thing that I love about Devin's game right now is that he is making it look easy. Um, when he pulls up for those mid-range jumpers, I'm I'm more shocked that he misses if he does than when he makes it. Like I feel like those are more automatic. And when these guys, have, you know, when you think of like the Kobe's and the and the Jordans um, and guys like that who just they get into those zones or those rhythms, and you know that there's just spots on the court where there's nothing you can do. You you just you're at their will. Uh, Devin's showing that more and more every single game, and it's it's really fun to watch. It is. I mean, uh, we we joke that, oh, he's been this guy forever, but there has been an evolution with him, and you just see it, right, especially in runs like like the last week. To your point, you look at it, and you're like, okay, I'm shocked if he ever misses. You're, I, I, you're totally right. I believe, I believe my man Dave has got a stat about that. Yeah? Ooh, wait, Dave's wait, whoa, whoa. Stat- what? Whoa. What happened? It's not What's on wrong? that topic. I just was just saying. I oh, well, then you can't hit me up topic. in the chat when we're talking about Devin Booker. Tell me I got a stat when you want it, baby. <laughs> Sorry, bud. Whoa, whoa, whoa. What's going Ooh, okay. on in this chat? That the Dave telling you a statue whenever he wants, all right? You're in the same chat, Espo. Hey, Dave. Yeah, you, Dave, yeah you're you... in the same chat, Espo. <laughs> I didn't want to mention that. I was just letting I, you know. Reading has been hard today. Sorry, man. Us, this is no, no, my bad. Um, I just was letting you know I'm ready whenever you want. Okay, well, hey, I, I am. I'm ready, and I'm open for you to stab me. <clears throat> oh man, see, <laughs> apparently not. Yeah, that's all right. I'd love to have a stat ready for Devin Booker because he is he's so statable. Um, but my stat is actually on I was I felt like it was the Spider-Man meme where you got the two looking at each other pointing last on Friday night, the Suns game against the Thunder. Because like the you Thunder, two right now with your guerrilla warfare yep. suits on. Okay. <clears throat> exactly. Gotcha. Uh the Suns blowing out the Thunder. Uh the Thunder had actually started what I'm pretty almost positive is the youngest starting lineup in the history of the nba they had two 19 year olds in the in the lineup and all that and and um it just made me think of three four years ago when the suns had the youngest starting lineup in the history of the nba in 2017 uh, march 23rd they started uh, five guys who averaged 20 just over 21 years old and that was actually younger lineup than any of the final four college um, teams that year. Um, the Suns lost by 30 to the Nets that night. The Thunder lost the by 37. Do yeah, I names? do. Let me, let me guess. Let me see if I remember. Go. Devin Booker. Yep. Tyler Eulis. Yep. Derek Jones Jr. Marquise yep. Chris and yep. uh, Dragon Bender. No, actually, if they had when... been able to start Bender, um, they would have been younger by even another half a year. But they had to start Alex Len that night because Bender was out injured. And so Len brought up their average to 21 years and 14 days. (laughs) So um, Len was 24 at the time. Um, But so the Thunder actually fielded the youngest lineup ever to win a game three weeks ago uh, when um, Tail Maladon, who had started Friday night, was – out of the lineup and Lou Dort was in, it was 21 years old. So they actually won a game. They beat um, the Houston Rockets. Everybody beat the Houston Rockets, Um, but they beat the Houston Rockets a couple weeks ago. Now Friday night was even younger because they had Maladon in for Lou Dort. So they dropped their average uh, well below the suns. That is, that that is crazy. And I, I was looking at that. Nobody drafted in the first round in that lineup either. That's that's another difference with the Suns. Oh wow! The Suns were young and bad without with with a bunch of first round lottery picks. picks. 
that these were guys that either weren't drafted or were taken in the second round. So, you know, pump the brakes on how excited you are when you kick their teeth in because they weren't that good of a team. By the way, uh, Mr. Black Pony in the chat, a flaming baller says premature statulation is what we had uh, at the beginning of the seg- <laughs> segment. Uh, Dave was not ready for uh, for where we were going, but no, that's a that's an you know, unbelievable I, stat. I just want to say, okay, we can't bash them for barely beating bad teams <laughs> and then bash them again for beating the brakes off of bad teams. I'm not I'm not bashing them. They did you exactly did. what you yeah, should do. Pump, pump the brakes because, you know, they should have won this game. Yeah, they should have won this game, and they did it handily the way we all wanted them to. I, I was just saying that they should kick kick the teeth at a bunch of 19-year-olds. It's all the all right, I got one more stat for you along that line. The Suns won the first quarter by 30 points, 43 to 13. That's the biggest margin of any quarter in Suns franchise history in 30 and 53 years. Yeah, that which is crazy. And uh, and I think actually brings me into my next question for you guys looking at this. Since they started 8 and 8, when they were at 500 and we were all freaking out if we remember that correctly, they are now 26 and 6 in the last 32 games. How good of a run is this in your minds in Suns history? Is this one of the best stretches we've ever seen this franchise play? So let's start with you. Uh, yeah, I absolutely think so. I, I, there's there's two things that play for me here, okay? Like, I love the fact that the Suns are winning, okay? I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong, and I might just be starting a firestorm here, but it, it feels very um, matter-of-fact when I'm watching the Suns play, like they're going through the motions, they're, mm-hmm. they're, they're executing to a high level. And, and it almost is very kind of Tim Duncan Spurs. Like, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. there's not a lot of excitement, yeah. you know, like there's not like, you know, crazy passes or, you know, Ooh, ah moments. Um, so I would say that this is one of the best stretches in Suns history, but not one of the most exciting because, you know, I remember those Suns, you know, the, the seven seconds or less team, especially like uh, the the one run that the Suns were in. I believe they won like 15 of like 16 or something like that at one point. And uh, I think the one game that, that just took me away was when they were playing Jason Kidd in the Nets in in, in New Jersey. And uh, Steve hits the, the three-pointer kind of at the buzzer. Uh, and it was just – it was like those are the types of games that like got you up off of your couch like – and cheering and and we haven't really had too many of those moments this year it's they've all been kind of like oh okay cool yeah awesome yeah great play but nothing to really get too crazy excited about if that makes sense they're all basically chris paul i mean chris paul doesn't get too excited about anything and he'll even said after one of the games that he could never quit basketball because it's just the thrills and the ups and downs, but you never see it on his face and you never see it on Devin Booker's face. So I also, you think, say, the lack of, I also think the lack of fans hurts a little bit in this. Regard it, the lack well. of fans hurts a little bit. And, and as the, um, as the, you know, things progress, it's possible we'll get more fans in the stadium as the, as the year goes by. I do feel extremely sad for Suns fans not being able to really enjoy this run um, as much as the last time the Suns had a, had a full stadium, they were um, in, you know, 10th, 11th, 12th place in the, in the conference. So um, <coughs> I've got, um, I've got a lot of feelings for that. And, and uh, I went to the game the other night and I was really pumped, even though there was only 3000 fans in the stands, it still felt like there were fans there and it was nice. It was nice to experience that. Um, yeah, they, but back to your comment on the Spurs, they do feel like a machine like that. They feel like an unemotional machine. Chris Paul, deadpan. Devin Booker, deadpan, unless they're arguing calls to the ref. Um, <laughs> those guys, but basically every good play they have, all they do is they run down the court to make the next play. Yeah. That's it. Uh, and, um, Deandre Ayton is pretty deadpan as well, unless he's on the sidelines cheering on his teammates when he's mm-hmm. up, he's up and running around doing that. And, um, and so it's no I shock. really feel and, like it. And it's no, no shock, shock because Monty is a disciple of Greg Popovich. Like that's, <clears> and yes. he's pretty deadpan out there. Yeah. I mean, anytime you compliment Monty, he goes and deprecate, he self deprecates constantly in, in, in post-game discussions. And so, um, that's just the, that's just the personality of the team. And you know yeah. what? The Spurs won four championships in 15 years doing that. I'll, t- I'll take it. Yeah. I, yeah. This is a very, well, the, the terms blue collar, but I'll call it a purple collar uh, group where they just kind of 
bring the lunch pail, get things Bloody done blue. where, where, you know, seven seconds or less was Hollywood, right? It's, it was yeah. fancy. It was flashy. It was, this is what everybody wants to watch. And, uh, you know, that that's just not what this Suns team is. And you're, you're right. Saul. it almost feels like we just expect it, right? We just watch it and we go, okay, well, this this will be another win. They're doing they're doing what they'll do, and I think that's why twenty six and six just doesn't feel like it jumps off the page like a, a a run like this may have for other Suns teams. But I definitely think this is one of the most consistent runs in Suns history. Probably one of the best, but not one of the most memorable. Like you said, no, I don't think anybody's going to look back and go. Man, do you remember that 26 and 6 run hey. that this Suns team went on? They're just going to go, do you remember how consistent that team was? How they how they took care of business? You know, I think that's that's how it's going to be looked back it on. on. You're right. No it, one's it, depend, gonna remember it, that. it depends on how the playoffs go. Because well, I, will, I I would I would never ever utter those words if they got bounced in the first round. You know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah, they were so consistent they got bounced in the first round is how yeah. I, would, I would end well, that sentence. I think you would say they were a typical Chris Paul team that won a lot in the regular season and didn't succeed in the playoffs. I think it would be would be the way you'd frame it then, but I don't think it'll change at no point, no matter how the playoffs go. Nobody's going to look at this and go, well, man, I really remember the run they went yeah. on. You know? The Suns already tried the Hollywood style, and that didn't make it all the way through either. So yep. let's just yeah. try a different style. I agree. I mean, True. So you're right about that. about that. Is this one of the best Sun stretches ever? They remember when they went 28 and seven in the second half of that nine ten season, yeah. and that propelled them into the you know winning the going all the way to the conference finals. We remember that because it was an exciting uh, finish to the season, twenty-eight and seven. Well, this team, twenty-six and six, run. Really, if this team doesn't get past the second round, no one's going to remember twenty-six and six. And no. they, and, they, and they, they need they need these wins too. It, it's not like you know everybody. I think some people are forgetting that, like, yo, when we get to like mid-April, end of April, there is a murderer's row of games coming up. And they need to stockpile their lead as far as possible because you got to assume that they're going to drop a couple, you know, in, in that stretch. Uh, you're not going to win them all. And so, you know, I, and I'll bring up the graphic right here. I mean, just after this week, you know, then you start to go with, you know, Utah, you know, uh, Clippers, and then they got the Wizards. Rockets got a little bit of a reprieve. And then they hit the East Coast. And once they hit that East Coast and they got the Bucks, 76ers, Celtics, Nick, uh, Nets, and Knicks, and then come back home for the Clippers and Jazz. Ooh, that's a brutal seven game stretch. That's right a brutal there. seven game stretch. But by then they're going to have such a cushion on the, you know, on, on at least on the four seed that they're they're not going to drop too far out before but getting to finish the season. This week's not. I mean, this is the preview. This is the this is the sampler platter of a murderer's row because you go back to back Jazz Clippers, right yeah. on on national Next television week. both mm -hmm. nights coming up. Like that's that's your that's your testing ground right there. You look yeah. at it and you go. Jazz Clippers, prove yourselves. Twenty six and six is nice, but prove yourselves against the Jazz and the Clippers. That's your that's your measuring stick right there. Tell us tell us who you are in that run. That's that's what you need right there. And for the longest time, the Suns have played teams who, unfortunately, at the time they play them, have been missing some of their stars. And I think finally, when we when we when we get to face Utah and and LA this week, we're for the first time in probably a month, we're going to play a team that has all their weapons and see how the Suns match up. And it's going to be nice to see. I, I'm excited to see those kind of games because I want to see. I don't want any excuses. You know what I mean? And you could always make an excuse for all these games. There's no excuse this week. Let's see how they match up, and I think they're going to fare well. Maybe we'll maybe we'll face. The Suns will face a full Jazz team. If their plane hits any birds again, Donovan Mitchell will uh, take a night off. So scary, scary. That, those photos were messed up. Ooh. But, but that people were getting on Donovan Mitchell for taking a personal day. He didn't want to get back on the plane after that. Yeah. I don't I, necessarily I, I, knock I feel that. for that. I felt that. <laughs> So, yes, uh, big, big week coming up for your Suns. But we talked about some historic runs for the Suns. And one of those teams that, that had one of those runs was the 0405 Suns, that original seven seconds or less team. And that team had one Joe Johnson on it. And this week in an interview with, uh, I think it was Whistle Sports, uh, he actually discussed if he felt like uh, they could have won a title and should have won a title. Oh, no. 
If I stay with the Phoenix Suns, we'd at least have one one title. That that haunts me as well because that's probably the only time I really felt I really had a real chance, you know, to win a championship. So uh, yeah, that's a tough one. I've so so do you oh. do you guys feel like they would have won a title if Joe Johnson had stayed and feel as downtrodden as he sounded while talking about it. Oh, I, I just want to cry when I hear that, man. <laughs> Cause I, I truly believe if Joe Johnson stays, we, we do win a title, maybe two. Um, I just, it's hard to believe that team would have lost, uh, you know, after all that experience that they gained against the Spurs, you know, and Joe breaking his face, basically, you know, it just, Oh, every time I hear that stuff, I'm like, then why didn't you stay? But I understand why he left. Well, so if Joe uh, doesn't break his face, I think they win a title that year. I don't even think we're. I don't do even we, think we're. Why do we always talk about it like that? Joe didn't actually go out and physically break his face, like because he wanted to. No, his I face don't think got it was broken his fault. by somebody. No, no, I know. But the way we always say injuries, oh, he he busted his knee. Oh, he did this. He did no. Somebody busted it for him. You know. So that's all. <laughs> I'm just. It, it's one of those general comments. Joe uh, Johnson fell make. flat on his face and <laughs> broke it. All right. Yeah. <laughs> purposely. Yeah. Yeah. Just wham, just <laughs> threw it down. Um, no, I, I get it. Uh, we all, you know, I don't know. Have we ever talked about this topic before? I'm not sure if we have, um, but Joe Johnson wanted five years, 50 million the year before the Suns got good. They were coming off a 29 win season. Um, Robert Sarver, who had just spent all the money on Steve Nash and Quentin Richardson said, now nah, let's top at 45, which is nine a year instead of 10 a year. And, and Joe Johnson took that personally and never wanted to sign with the Suns after that, no matter how good the rest of the season went. So does he regret it a little bit? Yeah. Same way Mike D'Antoni regrets walking out in a huff at the end of the 07-08 season. Two weeks later, he said, I probably overreacted after he'd already taken the Knicks job. Uh, you know, there's, there's, there's things like that that happen. And there, I just – I've always been you've got to play the games. We don't know that they would have won a championship – is he really that much better than Dial was for this team yes. when Amari went down in 06, yes. 05, 06? Yeah, oh. Dial was pretty damn good. He wasn't season. Joe Johnson good. <laughs> Joe Johnson got better oh after God. leading the Suns. The, so the biggest would he have part been of that... an all-star? Probably. But we do we know? No? I don't know. Look, the, the biggest what-if about that whole trade with Joe Johnson, look, he – Sarver should have given him the money. Joe should have reconsidered at the time about his his stance on the money. They should have met in the middle, right? That, that, that they should have just but, found I the mean, middle. Yeah, but but think about this though, too. Okay, like think about the environment that they were in, and you know the overall mood of the team. And and we have to take into consideration the youth of Sarver at the time as an owner in this league. You know, and sometimes uh, people come in and they think they have all the right answers, and and sometimes they don't. And I think Sarver's learned from that a great deal in the last but, decade. Because you don't get these opportunities too often. And when you get those opportunities, you need to come through. I think if that situation happens today, we're not even talking about it. Joe Johnson gets signed and they keep going. But hey, let's just can we just the part of of history that's being uh, that's uh, conveniently being forgotten is that Joe Johnson coming off that 29 win season as a, um, you know, as a rookie or was he second year? I can't remember, but he was actually one of the worst productive starters in the league and it's sure he was only 21 years old but that that summer was the one he was coming off a terrible prior season where he didn't look like a future star yet sure in 0405 he showed the future star but when that contract was being negotiated he kind of looked like just a, a joe <laughs> an average joe an average joe. yeah hey, look look p-dog uh 006 mentions it in the chat but i was going to bring it up too the part of that whole thing that people yeah. forget. Oh God! Is the is the pick because there was yeah. a pick attached to Joe Johnson, yeah. right? And it was top three protected. And the Suns coming off of I think it was the uh, th that oh five oh six season. Yep. We're supposed Conference to get finals. basically the number four pick in the draft. That was that was where Atlanta was slotted, and they thought it'd be four or five, basically with Joe Johnson. Yeah, yeah, like they were they were going to get that pick coming off of. Western Conference Finals run, getting Amari back, like everything was supposed to 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 come up roses, and 
Atlanta jumps to number three. The Suns don't get that pick. It gets pushed off. It becomes a number 15 pick, I believe. And, yep. uh, and it becomes Robin, Robin Lopez. Lopez. Yeah. Like that changes the dynamic of everything too. The Suns team had, had no luck. They, they, they just kept uh, crapping out on that stuff. So, so that's frustrating as well. And I'm glad we opened old wounds. That's what we do here on the yeah, solar panel. We thanks a open, lot. We ripped scabs off to make you feel better uh, or worse, whatever the case. Does it make be. you feel better? Let me ask you guys, does it make you feel better or worse that Joe Johnson regrets that decision that way, the way he said it makes me feel better because it means misery loves company and he's miserable about it too. And I'm all right with that. So that's the only way to look at it. Like it's all? Uh, It probably makes me feel worse. Saul does not subscribe to the if I'm going to feel bad about it, you damn well should feel bad about it too. All right. That's a lessons I'm bestowing on my child as well. Let's uh, let's move into the mailbag. We got some questions from uh, fans that came in this week. And uh, miscellaneous thoughts on Twitter says Saul loves friends, Espo loves Batman, and Dave loves a good Luby's early dinner while reading his chat. What's so? What's your favorite friends quote, Greg? What's your or Espo? What's your favorite Batman quote? And Dave, uh, what's your favorite stat? So, uh, what's your favorite friends quote? Uh, it must be the pressure of entertaining. That's probably my favorite <laughs> friends quote, which is good on this show. Yeah, you feel yeah. that every every week. Batman for me, it, it changes. Uh, lately, uh, for the last year, it's been any time I've had to go out and uh, I put on the mask and I do the bane. Nobody cared who I was until I put on the mask. Nobody cares. <laughs> Bane. I've enjoyed that quote for the whole pandemic. So we'll go with that. Dave, what do you have a favorite stat? Is there is They're the nerd in you favorites. that I love them all equally? Um, <laughs> my my favorite stat too? is that um well, my favorite stat is the Suns are finally in position, strong position for a playoff spot. I'm not going to predict the playoffs because I don't want to jinx it, but they're in the strongest position for a playoff spot since I started truly covering the team. And um, people, multiple people have come up to me in the past week going, does it feel good to actually cover a good team? <laughs> I'm like, yes, it does. Uh, that's my favorite stat. The Suns are finally in strong. I'm just gonna. I would say this like this, man. If if the Suns after this don't make the playoffs, oh my god, Phoenix the Suns would almost up. have to lose out. Yeah, they Not would. The I think they would have to lose out to miss out uh, the playoffs. Yeah. Oh my gosh. By, by the way, do we have the ability to ban people from the chat? Because perplexed damage, one of our longtime flaming balls, just said Moon Knight is greater than Batman. Screw <laughs> you, perplexed damage. Uh, moving on in the mailbag, uh, Brian Only Higgins. Nerds know that reference. Brian Higgins uh, emailed us at mailbag at solarpanelpod.com and asked, "What is one former son from the last seven years that you could plug into this team to make them an instant title contender?" Ooh. I thought it was an interesting question because you, you got to go back and there's not Joe a lot Johnson? to pick from. <laughs> no. He said the last uh, seven years. Seven good years. Math, last though. seven years. Former son from the last seven years. Ooh, you guys are not going to like Do my Do you answer. want any of them? Do we want any of them? But That's you have to pick one. In. If you had to pick one, who would it be? I know who yours is going to be, Saul, just based on that reaction. Oh, you do? Uh-huh. <laughs> I don't think you do. <clears throat> Do you want me to guess? Sure. Markeith Morris. <laughs> yeah, buddy. Wait, which one's the one that plays for the uh, for the Lakers? Markeith. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Guy. Look, I I don't God, think you're necessarily man. wrong. You can't possibly the sad that. part. Oh, that's the sad part. Oh man, because you need a banger, and you yeah, need somebody you need that powers the shots. Like it, it, if you if you took. If you took the name and the appearance off of who this person is and you just put a silhouette oh. and said, this guy does this, this, and this, everybody in the chat would be like, yeah, sign him up. Dude averages five points a game, man. You know Come what? On. Here, Here's one for you. And if we're taking him, plucking him out of their prime in those, I think he ma- makes it in the seven-year window here. Marcin Gortat. Imagine him as your backup center in the pick and roll uh, with, with Chris Paul. I, I think, think he... I don't think he's in the window. I think he. I think he's just in. No, that he's in window. the window. Seven. Because he window. got traded in fourteen <clears throat> when McDonough got here, so I think he's still in the window. So, but I think he'd be interesting as a, as a backup on on this team. 
I, I look, guys. You guys have completely missed the most obvious one. I can't Ooh. believe you guys have Please. completely missed. And it took me actually a couple of minutes of thinking because I had tell me about your Trevor this. Ariza or Josh Jackson love. Please, <laughs> no, Goran Dragic. Oh, yeah. right. Jesus, yeah, but, guys. Goran yeah, Dragic, but... you bring him off the bench behind with Chris Paul. And, and today's, even today's Goran Dragic, heck, I'll take last year's Goran Dragic. Healthy Goran Dragic at any stage, that's the guy I want coming off the bench for the Suns as the backup point. Guard. What about Isaiah Thomas? That's a good point. Isaiah Thomas had a pretty good season when he got to the Celtics. Like, yeah. you, you would take that year right now? He's available right now. The, the problem, no, he's not. He actually just got signed on a 10 day yeah. contract by the New Orleans Pelicans. Sure oh, not the Nets. Mm. No. In your face. But if you. <laughs> it, think about what he did to the locker room here, though, and you might reconsider that. Yeah. Uh, one, uh, one last one. Was, in he, the was he an upper decker? Is that what happened? Oh God! <laughs> I don't, I'm not afraid to go there. Uh, <laughs> Sam Rowe from Indiana texted us uh, and said, "With the Suns almost guaranteed a spot in the playoffs." Oh, knock on wood, touch metal. Uh, <laughs> thank you. Uh, who do you think? Our biggest threat is obviously the Lakers, Clippers, and Nuggets. Notice how I didn't mention the Jazz. But if you could do more in depth on this team, who do you think is the team that scares you the most right now? The more the season goes on, the less I'm scared of the Lakers. And I don't know if that's a good thing. Um, <laughs> I, they don't scare me as much as they did at the beginning of the season because I don't know how serious these injuries are. Um, and, and I don't know how far down the pole they're going to end up going. They might put themselves in a position where they have to play the Clippers and the Nuggets in back-to-back -back series. And that's going to take a lot out of them before they get to the, to the Suns. So I would say that, uh, but really the, the team that probably scares me the most is Denver, to be yeah. honest, because I just think Denver is just a, a matchup problem, um, all the way through the board. And uh, I don't yeah, like the I, I look at Denver and I go, uh, they're big. They're they're playing their best basketball. They they they're starting to to find their form again. They have the playoff experience. Like that that team just if you could avoid them in any possible way, that's that's the team that scares me. Yes, the Lakers of course because of of super uh, superstar power. But like, look, the Nuggets terrify me from a matchup standpoint. I think you're 100% right on that. And adding adding Aaron Gordon, I think, makes it an even worse matchup for the Suns. Uh, it's not that necessarily the Nuggets have overall more talent than the Suns. I just think the matchups, uh, you know, you add JaVale McGee as well. It's just problematic for this team. Dave? Uh, yeah, I, I'm with you guys. I think the Nuggets are, are currently the scariest, although – they they have their own flaws, um, but they don't play great defense. And and Aaron Gordon isn't gonna isn't going to shore all that up. They they just don't play great D. Um, and so the Suns can score against him. And then it's just a matter of who makes the biggest shots at the end. Um, and the earlier uh, earlier this year, as long as you give Jamal Murray four steps, uh, he can make the game winners or he can make the game tires to force overtime. Um, Nikola Jokic is just incredible at making crunch crunch time shots or setting up teammates for crunch time shots. That's what scares me the most. The Lakers though, are the ones who should scare us the most just because Anthony Davis and LeBron James are top five players in the entire league. Um, and they're the most likely to, uh, to beat the Suns convincingly. I think Denver would beat the Suns in a series of, uh, if they beat the Suns, it would be in a series of overtime ish close games, that um, they just happen to make more clutch shots in. So a more exciting season, series, I would love to see the Suns play the Nuggets. It would just be great. They might not win it. You know, one team that, that people have mentioned in the chat but doesn't really scare me is Portland. I feel like I feel like the Suns match up oddly well against Portland. Yeah, they've always and, matched up oddly well. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, I just that that one doesn't scare me. So thank you to everybody, the Flaming Ballers, two part in the mailbag. Uh, you can always mm -hmm. hit us up, mailbag at solarpanelpod.com. You can tweet us, or if you head over to Twitter, you can find the text number. Uh, you can leave a voicemail or text us. We always appreciate hearing from you and having you as part of the show. And as always, you can take part uh, and add your questions in the chat on YouTube live every Saturday at 8 a.m. But now it's time for everybody's favorite part of the program that took a week off. It's Espo's Big Board. And in honor of our friend Stephen A. Smith, I'm giving you five sons I discovered 
that I think you should know about. You may not know about these guys. Number five, this one you might actually not know about, Marco Millich. <laughs> I just love him. Marco and, Millich. So look him up if you haven't seen him. I, I promise this gets gets better. But Marco, look him up if you don't know him. Amari Stoudemire. I just discovered this guy last night on a deep dive uh, in stats in YouTube. And he was – the Suns have a, had a star in this Amari Stoudemire guy. Phoenix was – They had a star in Amari Stoudemire. You, you should check him out. Don't sleep on him. Phoenix is for real when they had him 10 years ago. Uh, yeah, so Amari Stoudemire, Paul Westfall. If you don't know Paul, you don't know the Suns. I mean, this guy is great. You should go look him up, too. Right, uh, next please. on the list, Charles Barkley. I, I I know you guys don't know about him, but I really think you should know about him. Uh, because Who's that guy? guy was damn entertaining and quite good at basketball, so... Charles Barkley just discovered him. Good for you to know. And uh, last on my Stephen A. Smith list is Steve Nash. I mean, who knows about a short Canadian white kid uh, that played basketball in Phoenix? Absolutely nobody except for me. I discovered this guy, and I think you should check him out, too. That is the top five sons you might not know about that I discovered, like Stephen A. Smith discovered Amari, or discovered Devin Booker earlier this week. So that is Espo's big board. Obviously, discoveries. A, a total lack of research on my part and just a dumb joke this week. Not unlike most Espo's big boards. So yeah, I liked it. Eh, well, you know, anytime you can make fun of Stephen A. Smith, you got to do it because uh, it's just that bad sometimes. Uh, any final thoughts on the week? We got a big week in Suns basketball coming up with the Suns taking on the Jazz and the Clippers back to back on Wednesday and Thursday this week uh, coming up. Uh, I'm I think we're going to know a lot more about this team come next Saturday. But are there other. Uh, thoughts that you guys have that uh, before we get out of here, it's, yeah, uh, Dave. I, let, or Saul, let's start with you. All right, go, no, go ahead, Dave. Let me hey, go let's first start with day. you. No, I want to wait for Saul. Okay, all right. Well, uh, I would say that this is the calm before the storm. I feel like uh, we have some very exciting and, and very impactful games coming up, uh, and so this last you know month has been kind of like you know kind of nice to not stress too much about these games. But, ooh, man, yeah, I, I almost forgot what it felt like to watch a team play for something very, very important. And uh, watching Arizona women's basketball this week, I was like, oh, shit, yeah, this is a – I forgot what it feels like to sit on your couch and clinch up for like two and a half hours, and we're about to experience that as Suns fans here uh, in the short future. So I can't wait. I can't. <laughs> yeah, I'm really looking forward to those matchups too. I think the Suns are going to show up real well. In those games, they're really good on back-to-backs this year, so that so you don't have an issue of, oh, they'll be tired on game two. No, they're not. Um, it, it is possible, obviously, that they could lose those games, but um, I really do think that uh, that the Suns are going to show out well next week in those in those back-to-back games. The ones I do worry about are the ones you keep talking about, Saul, which is that late uh, April trip um, uh, back east and, and, and that series of games. That's going to be really tough. But you know what? Good teams have tough stretches. They've got to show or they don't show. It won't have any impact on whether they win in the playoffs or not because you only play um, certain teams in the playoffs, and that's going to all be based on matchups. So I'm just really having fun, looking forward to watching some games with healthy lineups in them and uh, the sun staying healthy. We're all crossing our fingers. The sun stay healthy, so there isn't any excuses for losing. What's their, what's their record when uh, after taking on the Clippers and uh... – and jazz. They have another how, how game do you predict that too? Look, look I, I just mean in those two games. What do you think they oh. come out of uh, out of those two games? One and one. Mm, two and zero. Oh. Hey, there you go, Saul. You know, because I'm Mister Negative, I'm just, in, aren't they? Because I'm I'm Mister <laughs> Negative, and we need all three options represented. Oh, I'll just go zero and two. <laughs> Why not? Oh, uh, Long John Silver eighty five, one of our flaming ballers who clicked that join button on YouTube. He asks, if you were getting jumped, who on this current roster are you choosing to help you? Tell me, if fight? you're getting jumped to, to help save you. <laughs> Yeah, to help fight Chris Paul because he'll he'll just call in all of his reinforcements and, and get you know yeah I'll, I'll do Chris Paul. I'm I'm picking Tory Craig. That dude looks like he would just come in and and jack somebody up. 
I don't know. I think I'd probably uh, pick Jay Crowder. Jay Crowder reminds me of that dude off of uh, <laughs> Get Rich or Die Trying that was yanking dude's teeth straight out of their mouth. Yeah, Jay, Jay Crowder. All right. I think that's fair. I just I saw that in the chat and thought, you know what? I'm going to ask this because it's an interesting question. Uh, and, and Long John Silver 85 says he'll choose Crowder as well. So uh, so that is uh, – somebody says Mikhail Bridges. I, I love no. Mikhail. But the warden ain't any guy I'm picking in a fight. <laughs> he's, he might he's reach get out and just steal their, steal their weapons, though, before they even know. <laughs> this is true. This is true. So that is another episode of the Can solar panel. I still panel. pick Markeith Morris? <laughs> <laughs> only if the guy insults his mother can you pick Markeith Morris. Allegedly. Allegedly. And only if his brother's there. Yeah. <laughs> so that brings us to the end of another sun solar panel uh, for the flaming ballers. We appreciate all of you. Thank you for joining us uh, on Saturday. Uh, remember you can subscribe to the show on YouTube or wherever you get podcasts. We appreciate it. Five star reviews over on uh, Apple podcast. Uh, drop one of those in there. And I'm going to throw out a new challenge. If you are musically inclined and can create a swears for kids jingle for us. Oh. I've got a Penny Hardaway autographed magazine. I will send your Ooh. way. So your music, nobody do this, please. Nobody yeah. do this. Uh, please yes. do it and make please it. Please do it. Yeah. Make it as annoying Whoa. and and getting caught in your head as possible, just to upset Dave. So swears oh, for kids man. jingle. Uh, you can mail <laughs> yeah. it to mailbag at solarpanelpod.com or you can tweet it to us at Sun Solar Panel uh, for Dave King. You can find him on Twitter at Dave King NBA. The NBA is there because. It's the only time he can watch TV without seeing the Cars for Kids ad that drives him nuts. So uh, the, you can find Saul on Twitter at Saul underscore Bookman. The underscore is there because the Saul is mood caliente and the Bookman uh, just is the wet blanket. And they don't get well. <laughs> they aren't <laughs> friendly together. You can find me at Espo. I at Espo because people who gave me my nickname when I was younger were highly uncreative. So that is that, that you can find the show at sun solar panel and until next time, ahoy hoy. And thanks for watching and listening. Barkley 20 footer. Yes. Finds the ball, Barkley puts it up, there's a count, it's a single down, and it came